Hello, hello. In just a second, we are going to do the best of NFL Week 1 in 20 minutes or less. Stay tuned for the new Always 100 podcast. Welcome to the latest edition of the Always 100 Podcast, live on Anchor FM. Uh, Today's show is a quick recap of week one in the NFL in in 20 minutes or less. We're debuting the show for the football season. We're going to try it out and see what's up. Um, Also, uh, me and some of my friends might be collaborating on a new uh, sports journalism and so new sports page that I'm on and more details to come on uh, the next podcast which will be Thursday night previewing week two but tonight uh, we are gonna get I'm gonna give you my biggest takeaways in 20 minutes or less from week one in the NFL it was incredibly incredibly cool to set, to have football back in our lives we definitely missed it we definitely needed it and for the most part it did not disappoint under any circumstance and you know this will be uh every week's show this will be a weekly tuesday show from now until the end of football season and i think you guys are going to love it so without further ado let's get right into it we'll just go through uh some of the big slate of some of the slated games of the week one schedule. Uh, Thursday night, the Chiefs looked absolutely terrific. They, they, they looked terrifying. Okay, and that's not even the best they're going to look all year long. Patrick Mahomes, 211, three TDs, no interceptions. The guy was spent, the guy is sensational. He is a supernova. He's the best quarterback in football. There really is nothing much more to say about it. Uh, but the Houston Texans, uh, poor, poor Deshaun. I mean, this this poor this poor lost soul is not going to win a whole bunch of anything for the Houston Texans. So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens during the rest of the season. Co- a couple other big games that I saw: uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. My God, Baker Mayfield, what in the hell was that? 38 to 6 was the final in that game. I don't think Cleveland's going to be very good. Odell Beckham um he he it's not working in Cleveland. Don't be surprised if Bill Belichick finally with some cap space at 34 million dollars uh makes a trade for Odell Beckham. Uh this you know before the trade deadline I think he wants to get out of there you can talk about all this stuff all he wants to but Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski uh had the Baltimore Ravens who I think are going to be absolutely fantastic this year uh but hey uh, it did not go well for the Cleveland Browns 
this uh, last Sunday night in Baltimore. That brings me to Atlanta and Seattle, and here's the thing. Uh, If Russell Wilson keeps that up, this guy's going to be the MVP of the league. 328 yards, four touchdowns, not one single turnover against the Atlanta Falcons. They're, they're, Seattle's going to be a problem. If they, if Russell Wilson does what Russell Wilson does and they play half-decent defense, they'll, they'll be a problem. In the, uh, they'll, they'll be a big problem in the NFC playoff picture. And I, I really enjoyed uh, DK Metcalf and that fa- those fantasy points. Um, I'm nervous as hell that this guy is going to be absolutely fantastic come uh, Sunday night against the Patriots on NBC. And I and I, I think he will be a big factor for Seattle in order for them to win that football game. That brings me then to the New England Patriots, my team. Uh, impressive win. I'll just be completely honest with you. I really thought that the New England Patriots were going to lose Sunday against the Miami Dolphins, and I stick by it. I didn't think that the Dolphins were going to come up in there and legitimately, um, you know, stink the joint up. Our defense played absolutely terrific, uh, forcing three interceptions on the part of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I have to be, I have to say this because I can be objective about the Patriots. The third one was a little bit shaky because I mean the guy was pushing him out of the back of the end zone. I mean, I mean the guy the guy held him out of the back of the end zone, so that was a little shaky, little shaky, shaky uh, tic tac call that we got uh, in our favor for uh, the Patriots. But uh, Cam had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, the offense is still. It's week one, but it's it's still not great. It's still not great shakes for me. I, I'm I'm not, you know, I, I'm not real all all that enthused about our chances. If you can only score 21 points against the Miami Dolphins, uh, you're going to need to score a lot more than that to beat Seattle Sunday night. Our former quarterback is Tom Brady, and he went to Tampa Bay. Uh, this year, if you hadn't noticed, he got $50 million guaranteed. Uh, the story came out, though, that if Drew Brees had retired, Tom Brady really didn't even want to go to Tampa Bay. He wanted to go to the New Orleans Saints and be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, replacing one legend, uh, and then he was going to be replacing Drew Brees. And Drew Brees had decided to hang it up. Drew Brees did not hang it up. Tom Brady signs in Tampa Bay, and... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit up here overreact. Did Tom Brady look very good? No, he did not. Did he miss throws? Yes, he did. Was that interception? Was two both both those interceptions his fault? Yes, they were. Did the Buccaneers play their hardest game of the year? As far as I'm concerned, absolutely. With no off season, with no training camp, really. There's no preseason. You can only do virtual practices. And your reward after 20 years in one system is to play in a Superdome against the Saints that were that are a top five consensus team and a team that could go to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay in February. I, I think the Buccaneers will be fine. I'm not going to overreact at all. Tom Brady has shown to be too great to think otherwise. This, this, this guy is simply sensational. He will get the job done like he always does. 
and it might not be the same, you know, with the same cast of characters as he had in New England. But you know what? Tom Brady's going to get used to Mike Evans, get used to Chris Godwin. Um, I, and I think they're going to beat Carolina this weekend because they can't afford to start 0-2 in the NFC playoffs. They just really, really can't. So the Buccaneers will bounce back. It was week one. It was one of the hardest games that they're going to play all year long. It did not go well. Give the Saints defense a whole lot of credit and give the Saints offense credit because Alvin Kamara had about three total touchdowns, and he, he was a big factor in them winning that game. But – I think the Saints and the Bucks are going to be just fine, and whoever wins the NFC South, the other team's going to be a wild card. That's the way I see it. Then, then we take a turn to the opposite coast, and then we're going to talk about two more teams that started 0-1 on the opposite coast Sunday. Uh, first of all, we, we'll, we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys, and I have to be honest with you. This is getting to the point now where the Cowboys are getting to be a snake bit franchise. It it is getting to that point where, you know, with the Stephen A. line, what can go wrong will go wrong for the Cowboys. Hey, I'm starting to believe that's true because uh, the Cowboys uh, were playing the Rams. Um, their defense, I got to give their defense a lot of credit. They kept them with a chance to win the game on the final possession. Uh, Alden Smith looked like an absolute monster after five years off. This guy was wrecking, wrecking shop all over the place. The Cowboys defensive line was wrecking shop. They they sacked Jared Goff. I like their secondary. I, I, I just think the Cowboys, if they can get enough stops, they'll be just fine. Another team I'm not overreacting for. I'm not, I'm not going to overreact on the Dallas Cowboys losing on the final possession of the game on a very ticky-tack, very questionable pass interference call on on Michael Gallup. That was very, very tick-tack at best. I'm not really sure what to make of that, really, because I'm not sure if he pushed off. I think Jalen Ramsey flopped because he got beat. Gallup beat him, and if he didn't do that and if he didn't sell the call – I really think the Cowboys win that game in regulation and steal it. I think the Cowboys will be just fine. They'll be fine, but I will say this. The Atlanta Falcons, while, while look, the Atlanta Falcons play as much defense as the people on this show do, the the, the loyal listeners of this show do, um, I'm just going to say this. Um, the Cowboys offense, they need to give Zeke the ball. They will give Zeke the ball. Zeke had 96 yards on 22 carries, about five or ten more catches and another 19-yard touchdown. I think Zeke Elliott is going to have a bounce-back year, if you could call it that, because, I mean, a bad year for Zeke Elliott was 1,352 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, cause that, that's a bad year for Zeke Elliott. But I don't have any problem about – I don't have no problem about the Cowboys. But I'll tell you what, to lose – and the fashion that they did was absolutely brutal. And if it continues, we have to put the Cowboys in the uh, of the franchises that are truly, truly snake bit. But also give the Rams a lot of credit for opening up the new stadium. They, they didn't look at they didn't look that great to me. They, they didn't look that great. The Ma- Malcolm Brown had a good game. Robert Woods killed. Robert Woods was running open on crossing patterns. Jared Goff was okay. I, you know it. Yeah, this game's going to come back in the standings in January. It just is. 
you know how we all know how this works. That this game will be a factor if the Cowboys don't win the NFC East. They'll have a big, big uh that, that this game will come back to bite them in the butt that, you know, they had three points in the second half and they had a chance to at least tie in regulation and they didn't get the chance to do so. Uh big game for Dallas that this this Sunday against the Falcons. Can't afford to start 0-2. That brings me to the next topic on the list. Kyler Murray. Um, what a big win for them. That was a that was that was the most other than the Washington Redskins, and we'll get to them in just a second. Other than them, the guy the, the team who had the biggest win uh of week number one had to be the uh Arizona Cardinals getting it done against the San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely fantastic stuff going on by Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And hey folks, um did we did we did we not think DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't make a difference for Kyler Murray? The guy had 14 receptions for 150 yards. Week one. Paying incredible dividends for Kyler Murray, who I I think is going to have a terrific second year in the NFL because you give this guy a running game, you give this guy Chase Edmonds, you give this guy DeAndre Hopkins, you give this guy quality enough defense with guys like Chandler Jones and Buda Baker on the back end. I think the Cardinals might make make a wild card this year. And, I mean, truth be told, I I think about three of the seven teams from the NFC playoffs are going to probably be out of the NFC West because, once again, I'm I'm not real – Concerned about the San Francisco 49ers either. I'm really, really not. I mean, they, they lost to a quality Arizona team. Now, it doesn't help that George Kittle got hurt. It doesn't help that they don't have Debo Samuel. It doesn't help that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was overthrowing people left and right. It doesn't help any of that. But you know what? When it's all said and done, the 49ers, Seahawks, and Cardinals, in my opinion, well, two two of those teams are going to make the playoffs, and the Cardinals and Rams are frisky to make them make them as well, um, leaving three other division winners uh, for the rest of the NFC playoff picture. It's going to be interesting to see how good the NFC West will be. Some other takeaways before we uh, tease next week's show. Got a couple more. Um, Aaron Rodgers, my lord, f you, Aaron Rodgers with a big fuck you to everyone else. <laughs> 364, four TDs, zero interceptions. I mean, this guy, I mean, hey, look, this guy is on a mission to destroy. He is tired of being disrespected by the Green Bay Packers. He's tired of everybody telling him that he's done. He's tired of all this stuff. I love to see it. It was absolutely terrific and a motivated, pissed off, hacked off Aaron Rodgers. It's scary for the rest of the league. Um, but I will say this, uh, Kirk Cousins threw four touchdowns too. You know, yeah, they he, they gave up 34, 43 points on defense, Minnesota did. But Green Bay gave up 34 points too, and Kirk Cousins had two or three touchdowns himself. So, you know, let, let, let's just hold off on – let's hold off on crying the Packers just yet. But I do – I did rather enjoy seeing a motivated to destroy Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Eagles and the Washington football team. See, I said it. I got I got it together. I said it. 
Uh, Carson Wentz got sacked eight times. I'm not high on the Eagles. These guys can't, the the injury bug has already started for Philadelphia. These cats can't stay on the field. Carson Wentz got sacked eight times. Um, that that's not great. But give the Washington football team a hell of a lot of credit. Just give them a lot of credit. This this team went down there. They were down 17 points. Not only beat the Eagles outright, they waited by double digits. You got to give these guys some credit. They did absolutely terrific, and they did exactly what they should have done, which was get out here and beat the division rivals in a shocker that absolutely no one, no one, no one thought would happen. So a quality win, and that sets up a quality game Sunday with the Washington football team uh, taking on the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Field uh, in Phoenix. Sunday at 4:05. And finally, the last uh, the last takeaway I have from Week One is, oh, actually, I got two more. There, two more, uh, real quick. One, Detroit. Good God, God. I mean, the Cowboys had the most brutal loss of Week One, but tied for number one was Detroit. Jesus Christ, guy. I I mean, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift had the game-winning touchdown in his hands and dropped it. That's after they were up by 17 points. They get the defense gives up a 17-point lead to Mitch Trubisky, which who we thought wouldn't even win the damn starting job, and then pulls it out of his ass to get the job done week one. I mean, it's just tied for the Cowboys, the most brutal loss of the entire season. Uh, Joe Burrow looked really good, uh, and I think Joe Burrow's going to beat the Cleveland Browns this Thursday on NFL Network for Thursday Night Football. And lastly, Phillip Rivers. The more things change, the more they stay exactly the same. The guy can't buy a close win. I'm not sure about the Colts this year either. All right, those are my rapid-fire week one recap Coming up on Thursday, Deshaun takes on Lamar in H-Town. Patrick Mahomes takes on the Chargers, the Browns, and the Bengals on Thursday night, and Russell versus Cam on Sunday night football. That's Thursday's show, but until then, my name is Quinn McKenzie. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. Uh, Like, subscribe, and tell me what you think. Uh, But until Thursday night, this is Quinn McKenzie signing off from the latest edition of the Always 100 Podcast.